Time for another edition of DJ and Yak Soccer Talk. We're a little late this week because we had too many radio remotes, and that's a lousy excuse, Yak, but it's the one we've got nonetheless. Hey, when you're on the road, it's hard to sit down and record something. There it is. So, so RSL, back at it, baby. Yes, they are. Got the 1-1 draw at Chicago. Now it's three games in eight days. That game in Chicago is a little on the ugly side. But if you get a point on the road, the two teams that are running away in the West, if you look at the MLS standings, call them up. Yeah. They're killing it on the road, both the L.A. teams. Yes. And Seattle was, but they have dropped back to the pack a little bit. Seattle's not good on the road. No. One, four, and three. So okay, but that's not bad either. It's not bad. You got because three that's draws. six points yeah. and eight road matches. Yes. You need to average one point per, per game on yeah. the road. And RSL now has eight in ten. Yes. So RSL's trending the right way. You said that match. Yes, it was ugly. It was a physical affair. Both teams just fouling all over the place. Alexander Katai's goal... I think it was a great goal because he shot it through the wall, could beat Nick, and Nick jumped the wrong way. He did. He, he, got, he clearly didn't. He got see caught it. on the off foot, yeah. and then he didn't couldn't get it. back across. Right. But then RSL battled back, gets the goal to PK. The handball was no question. Like the, yeah. <laughs> it was like okay, that's pretty clear. And then got it. The stats don't always reflect what happened, and Demir yeah. created the goal. He doesn't get an assist for no. it, but he created the goal. It yes. Was, he it did. was a heck of a play, getting up there and winning that ball in the but air. But Rusnak gets his sixth goal of the season. Four from the spot. Yeah, and buries it. And the RSL as a group is not scoring a lot in a run of play. They've no. got 22 goals now. Yes. And i got to look. It's at least five and maybe six from the spot. That's what I was going to say. I think there's six. Just Demir, Demir has one or two. I think he's got two. Yeah, I do too. So, so yeah, that's, that's only 18 he goals. He had one in L.A. Did he have another one? I want to say there is another one. I just can't remember. When they lost to LAFC, he scored from the spot early. I think think Bofo earned it. Bofo's around those all the time. Bofo was right there on the handball. You know, guys under pressure trying to shield him off the ball. That little extra effort, that that extra run you make. Those last 10 yards matter. He's a ball of energy. He is. That forces guys to make decisions that... cause issues. It's really interesting. You're, you're at the point in the career where you see you know, all these guys from the academy and this happens with any group mm-hmm. doing anything yeah. but in this case it's soccer players going through an academy together. Okay. So you got a group of six-ish guys, right? Yes. And one peels off here and one peels off there. Now he's seen one guy in the group mm-hmm. flame out a knot because of lack of yeah. work ethic, mm-hmm. focus, maturity. Yes. He is, you can hear his quotes, I've heard him say it a couple times and he is doubling down on we've got everything we need to be a great player. The facility's there. You got to put in the work. You got to be about winning, you know, because he watched someone, you know, da- Danny Costa's gone. Yeah. And he's talented. It's not talent. No. You know? And then, but at the same time, he's seeing someone else is kind of like, well, they were all on the U- in the U20 World Cup together, right? But now he's seeing one guy getting called into the national team mm-hmm. and playing, not just showing up for January you camp, know, which is, you know, accomplishment in its own time. Right. right. Yeah. And that he's like, well, if he can do it, why can't I do it? Because they've all done stuff together all along. Why can't I do that too? It's a motivation factor, no question. And I think it's it's helped up his game definitely this season at, at the bare minimum. And it, you hope that it pushes him throughout the next couple of years to really build on what he's already starting with. Because you're right, these guys all know each other. They grew up together. They played together. And then when he sees another guy succeeding, it only fuels that inner fire for him to play better. And I don't think it's a coincidence that he's having, in my opinion, his best season as a pro right now as a result of that. 
So now as RSL gets ready for these next three games, and this next game with uh, Sporting on Saturday is the halfway point of the season. That's yes, game 17. 17. Yep. The second half of the season, the 34-game season, starts with game 18 Wednesday at home against Columbus. Yeah. And then they go to San Jose, a team that started 0-4 and was horrific. Yes, And it's now actually on a run. And it's too, It's not really enough to say they're on a hot streak, they're in form. They've played well over a long period of time now. Mm-hmm. They are, uh, what, 6-4 and four with a couple of uh, draws and a, a goal differential that's like plus 10 they're, or something like that. They're in the that. sixth spot in the West right now. Yeah, with that uh, midweek win they got yes. uh, at home. Uh, they were 2-0 winners. Um, they beat Houston at home. And it, it's a mixed bag for RSL. Uh, Houston, I think, with the road week schedule early, they were home heavy, Sunbelt team, kind of yes. to be expected. Mm-hmm. But now they had they played four more at home than they had on the road. So they had to go to San Jose. Now the differential is three. Are they going to pick up any points? I think RSL has a chance to catch Houston. But at the same time, Portland, who's behind hasn't had very many home games. They've only had two now because they were rebuilding the stadium. So while RSL, I think, is likely to catch Houston, they're likely to get passed by Portland. Portland's going to be coming up. It's it's the analogy of that race. Portland has started very slowly, but they're going to speed up, yeah. it appears. They did lose midweek in Montreal. Horrific to go home on the weekend, Montreal yeah. weekday, back home. That's that's a terrible schedule. If, you, if, you, if you're Portland, you're very mad at MLS schedules, yes. scheduling at that point. But yeah, you're right. The, the, the nice part is Real Salt Lake sitting outside the top seven right now, one point out behind Minnesota United. But DJ, you look at the West all of a sudden, Colorado was on an awful awful run like you you mentioned san jose had their bad start colorado was even after worse the, after the coaching change yeah at this point four oh why two? not just take the interim tag off i would think so just let connor casey be the guy at least just he's the guy they're sitting on 16 points and they're bringing up the rear in the west it is tightening up in the western well they're conference. at 16 portland's is yeah. 17 sporting's at 19 vancouver and rsl are at 20 Minnesota's 21 and San Jose's 22. So you're looking now at seven teams separated by six points. Yeah. So that is nothing. 10 points yes. separating 10 teams. I was going to say 10 points gets you 10 of the teams because you mentioned the two, the two LAs have run they away. Pulled, they pulled away, yes. But the, the, they're Seattle's 10 points. still in pretty good shape. I, I don't want to say that they've. The way they've played, you'd yeah. expect that they're going to so, be right up So there. here's the deal. We've talked about it, and now I think it's the time. Okay. The question is when exactly is the time? But when are they going to do the formation change? I think we're going to see it this season. And the question is when. And I think it's three games in eight days. When do they play that hybrid? It could be a four-one-four-one. Demir could drop, and it could be a four-two-three-one. You can morph it throughout the game. Absolutely, yeah. Demir could go play as that kind of that second striker yeah. tucked underneath. False could, nine. False nine. You could yeah. go to kind of a diamond if you wanted, and Dunny would then yell, "They're not going to a diamond." <laughs> As of Brian Dunson, that's to me. It's at the point now I like to say it just to hear him yell okay. that. It's like, we're not really going to have a serious soccer talk at this point. We're just, we're just seeing. We're just going to have some fun with We're just going to see if we can tweak each other. Okay. But I just don't see how Kyle Beckerman can play 270 minutes. And if you go to the 4 1 4 1 and you take out your longtime captain and, you're, and you sit him, you know, you're really messing with the dynamics of a team. So you need to, in my way, you need to test drive this at a time when you'd be changing the lineup anyway. He's not playing 270 minutes in eight no. days. No. So do you do it to, to make it a real test? I think you have to do it against sporting. Sporting's okay. got injuries, they've got their issues, they're not good. Yeah. 
But Columbus is a disaster. Yes, they are. So if you play it against Columbus well, and you get a result, it doesn't tell you anything. It's a little bit of a false confidence thing at that point. It doesn't. It's yeah. not a measuring stick. They yes. might run you and I out and beat Columbus. How okay, far? you, but not me. But, Columbus yeah. has lost 10 out of 12. Yes. They have a win, a draw, and 10 losses. Four points in the last 12 matches. They're tumbling down to the bottom of the East. Right. I mean, they've been hit with injuries and ACLs. Yeah, Higuain's out for Higuain, the year. Yeah, Higuain's yeah. uh, yeah, out for the year. They got major issues. And they're a mess. So, and, and you need, we were just talking about how you're not scoring goals and run a play. Well, one thing to do is to put another attack-minded guy out there. Let's put five to up top. Exactly. Yeah. So, do that on Saturday. Come back with a different lineup on Monday. Now, the one problem is when you do this, you really want to use Brooks Lennon as one of the guys as you rotate the fresh legs up top. Yes. And he, he was a winger. Before they put him in the back. But for three games in eight days, last time they had this, he was the third outside back. Yes, he was. But he can play both spots, so you can use that. But if he's going to play two games at right back, while uh, Toya plays two games at left back, Mm -hmm. while Herrera takes one for the team and flips back from right back, which is his strongest position, and he he plays left back to kind of fill it out. Well, now, Brooks, the same thing. Kyle's not going to play 270 minutes, right? Well, Brooks isn't going to either. He's 15 years younger and he can run forever, but he can't run literally no. forever. So yeah. 180 minutes are right back and we're done. They've got four center backs. So I can see them, I, for me, and I don't know, I mean, I, I can't tell you, Mike my, Peck my is just not going to tell me anything, okay? He's not. <laughs> okay. He's keeping the cards the best. Maybe. Can we call Dunny with Dunny now? I was about to tell you. Okay. Maybe he'll tell Dunny stuff. He okay. does tell Dunny some stuff. Okay. I don't know how much because Dunny keeps the confidence and doesn't, you know. Brian, I'm texting you in five minutes. Okay. <laughs> so I think they talk about stuff more in advance. I don't know that Dunny knows, but Dunny has an idea where the thinking is I going. I get what you're saying. Maybe. Yeah. More of the overall they, the philosophy around it. Right. And what yeah. he's thinking on a Tuesday. Okay. You know? Yeah. But it's not. That you can know, change real it's quick. It's not a. I don't know that yeah. they have some Saturday 8 a.m. phone call. That's not. I don't want to portray it that way. Okay. Fair enough. Um, DJ, how incredible is it that but, we're looking. Uh, one well, thing, here's the problem. Go ahead. What does the attack look like? Because it's not enough to just say, hey, I've got this wild idea and I want to do it, and Petke should do it. You have to consider what the coach seriously faces in that next game. If you do this 4-1-4-1 and you don't have Savarino, yes. right? Now, depending on how that tournament plays out and his flight back and when he arrives, and I don't know that. Yes. Right? The Even if you know the last game yeah. Venezuela plays, you'd be shocked at some of the stuff that happens with travel and when guys get back. Copa America is there's a, a big wrench in all There's this. a lot of weird yeah. stories. But so if you if you put the first choice lineup out and Sam's up top because he didn't start against Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you put Sam up top, so you put Corey and Bofo and then you put on the wings and you got Demir and Rusnak um, in the middle. And Rusnak rotating through the middle and moving up top yeah. and late runs, all that okay, so we got those guys attacking. Now what does your lineup look like on Wednesday against Columbus? Well, because if this four one four one works, yes, you want to bring it back on Saturday against San Jose. Mm-hmm. But that's a big game to go and get a result. The way San Jose is going, if they go play what they did against Chicago, where they don't create many chances, yes, but they finish one, you capitalize, yeah, and you get out of there with a point. You not only get a point, you take two away from them at home. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal because this race is probably going to end the way it looks now with 10 teams separated by 10. And if it's not, it's going to be six teams separated by six with three in and three out. Exactly. And yeah. you're probably going to be in that group of six. I would agree. Yeah. So 
that matters. So what kind of a lineup do you run out against the crew? Because you have to take the three points against the crew at home because everybody else in the league is. Well, I think the crew is a match where Corey's probably up top. He okay. Gets, he gets, he then gets, he doesn't start against San Jose because you've now started him prob- two games yeah, in a row. Yeah, probably not. But Plata's got to come in for somebody on Saturday and, and takes 30 was, minutes off their legs. And then he has to start. I was going to say. Because whoever he comes in for, yeah. Corey, Corey. Then Corey could start midweek and go another 60. That's and true. Sam could come in for him and I, take 30 off him on Wednesday. I can see Columbus. Plata playing if right. 90 minutes on Wednesday. I no can problem. see how it gets rotated around the outside. Demir or Rusnak. Who plays the 10, and you get Savarino back, and maybe he's the 10 against San Jose. Yeah, we all know that Albert wants to be out there, if at all possible. He'll play, he'd play all 270. He'd go beast mode and risk, you can't risk him getting hurt. As much as Albert wants to be, and Demir too, it's the whole European tough guy. It's soccer, we play twice a week, it's normal, we'll just do it, coach. Yeah. That's great. But until you have that soft tissue injury, you jack up a quadricep, a calf, a hamstring. I'd, Pecky is smart about this. He'll sit those guys for at least some period in this stretch in my mind. But I know that their mentality is to go out there and play. I do like that idea if Savarino does get back in time, you make him that number 10 and let him pull the strings uh-huh. in one of these matches. Yeah. But you can't bank on that until the Copa, you know what's happening right. with Venezuela. So very interesting. And and not just the game, but his flights back. Yes. Weird oh, yeah. stuff. The, the travel is a, is a bugaboo getting back from South and Central America. We all know that. We've seen the stories about it. So it it will make for an interesting conundrum for Pecky. How quickly can we get Salva back here to Salt right. Lake City? Is he rested? Is he ready to go? And when can we get, them, get him back as, into the lineup? As we record yes. this, he has not played the quarterfinal with Argentina. Okay. If they lose that and he gets on a plane and everything goes right and he comes back, so I assume he doesn't play Saturday. Saturday, but, but he Wednesday. could play Wednesday. But if they have an eye on the following Saturday, I get why they might not want to play in both those games. Gotcha. Well, Wednesday would be a good chance for him to play the number 10, 10 role. Yeah. Absolutely. If, they, if it does play they out they got to get way. the full three. They do. Absolutely. you got to take three points there. The crazy part I wanted to bring up, DJ, is how incredible is that us sitting here at midseason thinking that of these next three matches, San Jose might be the toughest one for RSL to win. Never would have guessed that two months ago. No, would've no way. Never, <laughs> would have never guessed that. You would have gotten in reverse order probably. Sporting KC, Columbus, then San Jose, but it's, it's very much probably San Jose, Sporting KC, and then Columbus. You've got to take I in my in my opinion here, DJ, you got to get six points this in this stretch. Clearly, and that anything below that should be a severe disappointment. I will say that San Jose has a similar schedule. Okay, uh, they are playing the Galaxy. They do the California Classico yes. at Sanford mm-hmm. Stadium every year, so yeah. they're doing that uh, this weekend. Okay, and then they go to Minnesota midweek. Ooh. Which is a big game because Minnesota's clumped right there with ourselves, and, and then actually, they come home for ourselves. That's big travel for them too, because San Jose to and Minnesota. I, I can see them. I don't want to say throwing that game away, but they might. You play your regular lineup, you're starting eleven on the weekend, and you piecemeal together on Wednesday what do you, whatever you have to do. Where it's different for RSL is, yeah, you you piecemeal midweek, but you got to get the three against the crew. You do, but you. You really don't want San Jose to get the three at home against you. You can't throw that game no. away. A result, if they get seven points, if they go win-win draw, I mean, you always want nine. You always want everything because you're a competitor. And, you know, we take the, man, take the seven points the, and run. Go in the locker room and the coaches and players are high-fiving, right? Yeah, absolutely. We got, we got seven out of nine, and we took two away from San Jose, and they'll take it. You pull seven points out of this week, you're sitting 
five spot probably in front of Houston at minimum in my mind. Yeah. And that would be that'd be huge to see RSL vault up the standings like that. And I think it would do a lot for their confidence. I think that Chicago win, no matter how ugly it was, they got the point. So I'm sitting assuming Everton starts in a four one four one this weekend, which I don't have any idea if that will happen or not. It's I think it's gonna happen sometime this year. I just easy, don't know when. Easy to assume that. But if it yeah. happens this weekend, mm-hmm. then I'm playing Beasler and Kyle midweek yeah. and bring it Everton back on the weekend. Smart. I think that'd be a great way to kind of rotate it. But the the problem is when you go to those five attackers and you don't have Savarino for some period of time because yes. of Copa mm-hmm. and you don't have Brooks because you've got to roll him back into that three-man rotation, yes. two outside back spots. Uh-huh. For all the depth they've got, you really don't have the depth to go with five attackers on Saturday, four on Wednesday, and come back with the five on Saturday if that looks good and it works, and that's how it really breaks things loose. Joel Plata, we need you now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've uh, Big time, yes. Um, I, I mean, if, I've heard from enough RSL fans who are you know I, worried about the lack of goals in the run of play yeah. And you hate to say, well, it worked out last year, so it'll work out this year. But if you remember, they were they were struggling to score goals, and I I don't even I don't know what the rules are on a podcast, but I I had a friend who's an RSL season ticket holder with a rather graphic. De- basically, he was talking about how constipated they were scoring, and then what happened. That's okay in a podcast. Format. What happened when yeah. everything broke loose <laughs> with six goals against Colorado? You can imagine how graphic. Yes, yeah. but six goals and. and it, it did yeah. <laughs> and so is that coming for them this year because the de- defensively you yeah. know they spent that whole January mm-hmm. February camp right yes and it was working on defense working on defense and they came out and, and the stats got screwed up because of all the red cards yes but when they were full 11 guys on a field the number was zero or one that's what they conceded they either got the clean sheet or they gave up one goal the multi-goal games you can pin them on and then they took a red card and then they gave up multiple goals but when they were defending with 11 it was sharp it was they've looking done, good they've done good yeah. and right before the break it all fell apart mm-hmm. and it looked like it looked last year and they lost it and Natum talked about that and I mean he's, he's new so it's hard to be the leader but he's got so much experience he is the leader he's you know got, and when he says and he says what went wrong yeah. it is just such credibility he says we, we got three weeks we have to get back to that and I thought the way they defended against Chicago I mean they gave up a, a soft goal I didn't even think the free kick was earned I, I thought he pulled up the landing gear I am I with shot, you on I that I thought regard. they should have yeah. played on yeah. but you know you're on the road and it's bang bang and it happens yes. and even the replays weren't definitive so you know it happens so you give up that goal but and Romano made a good save Mm-hmm. But, you know, they were getting back to defending the way they're supposed to. If they defend the way they're supposed to, if they start scoring any goals in a run and play. They should be able to lock teams down. Exactly. Yeah, I, I agree with you in that regard. They, they should have a good run. But they really need it now because this next month is set up for them to collect points. This this is an easier stretch of schedule. There's a stretch later on that's more difficult. And they may just get to the difficult point and have to perform there. And I think in addition, if they perform well in this next month and get a lot of points – it really sets them up to make the playoffs and they kind of get ahead of the fray. Yes. But that's not the only goal. Mm-hmm. You know, the real goal in the mind of every owner, well, not every owner, but in the mind of a lot of owners, is to get to four because then you get a home playoff game, which gives you a chance to advance, gives yes. you a better chance of winning and doing everything fans want to do. But from the ownership perspective, 
especially in a town that embraces, if you're in a town that's got attendance problems, maybe you're not making that much money off a playoff game. But we know that RSL fans are going to respond to a playoff game. So when you're in uh, Seattle, LA, mm-hmm. LA, Portland, Kansas City, you know, Utah, yeah. those six teams in the West oh, yeah. want to host a playoff game because they know they're going to pack the stadium. Exactly. People are going to respond. Yeah. You know, if you're in Denver, it's a different deal. And this right? this format with the new playoff system, you want those home matches. Well, there's no more home and homeless. Yeah. It's all it's an NFL style so, sudden. So death, you want to be on your home right. pitch. <laughs> That's what you want. Absolutely. All right, DJ and York Soccer Talk. We're here every week. Busy week next week. We'll try to answer. We'll see you later.